Perik Zayin Mishnah Yud Aleph. As we are familiar at this point, the way to assemble an Erev, whether for a courtyard or a mavoy, is by arranging for a collection of food. In the case of a Chatzar Erev, it's got to be bread. In the case of a mavoy Erev, it could be other foods like wine. And the key thing is that the bread of the wine is owned collectively by all of the members of this courtyard or mavoy. So, of course, they could each contribute portion of a physical food, or one member of the Chatzar Mavi can supply the food and use the halacha of Zachin La'adam Shalom B'fanov, the idea that you can make a kinyin on someone else's behalf, even without that person's consent, as long as it's a pure benefit for that person to pick up the food, have your third party pick it up, do the active kinyin on behalf of all of the members of the courtyard or Mavi. This will create a a kosher, effective Erev. The food is now owned by everybody in the Chatz of the Mavoy. It's placed in one of the houses of the courtyard or one of the courtyards of the Mavoy. And this way, everybody will be able to carry in that courtyard or Mavoy. The mission begins with an opinion who teaches the following leniency. This first Tana rules, the halach is, No sein adam ma'alachanvani v'lenachtom k'deshi yizkalo Erev. One of the residents of the courtyard or mavoy can pay a ma'a coin to either the grocer who sells wine or the baker who sells bread. He would use the first vendor for a mavoy erev and the second vendor for a chatzar erev, because that one requires bread. So this person pays the vendor a small coin to purchase a bit of wine or bread. The arrangement is that when the other members of the mavoy or the courtyard will come to uh, purchase the uh, wine or bread on behalf of that uh, mavoy or courtyard. The vendor will say, oh yeah, actually uh, Plony was here already and he uh, paid his share. He purchased a little bit of uh, wine or bread. So I'm going to throw in a share on his behalf so that he'll be a part of the Erev and the Erev will be complete. Of course, the Erev has to cover everybody for it to work. The first time of the Mishnah says, this is okay, this is fine. Even though the customer at no point physically took possession of the wine or bread that he purchased. All he did was pay for it. And normally the halacha is that a person does not successfully acquire movables by just paying for it. Now actually on the biblical level, it is sufficient to pay for the item. The kesef, the payment for the item itself, can function as the means of acquisition of the item. But the Rabbanan decreed that the person does not acquire metat lemovables until he physically takes possession, he performs either mashikha or agbai, draws it himself or picks it up. This first Tana teaches that nonetheless, here regarding Erev, the payment for that wine or bread is sufficient. The uh, Rabbanan did not uphold their decree here. They said, okay, we could be lenient. And for the purpose of Erev, we allow the person to rely on the biblical halacha that says the payment itself is the acquisition. So that the person did become the owner of that wine or bread, and then that was added to the communal Erev. Therefore, it's good. He was part of the Erev. These are the words of Rabbi Eliezer. However, Chum say no. Payment didn't cause him to acquire that wine or bread. 
Therefore, when the vendor followed his instructions and added some wine or bread to the rest of the Erev, that didn't actually include the customer in the Erev because he never acquired that wine or bread. So his food never became a part of the Erev. For the Chachamim take the position that the Rabbanan did not waive their decree that paying for a movable item is not sufficient to acquire it. They didn't waive that to facilitate the Erev process to allow this case to go through. So this doesn't work. This fails. It won't be part of the Erev, so it won't be a good Erev. However, the mission distinguishes that Umodim b'shar kol adam ma'osav. The Chacham agree that if the individual, in our case, paid an ordinary person, not a vendor, not somebody himself, sells a wine or bread. He paid that person to acquire a portion of the Erev on his behalf, that that would be fine. That indeed in that case, a person can follow his instructions, acquire the wine or the bread on the person's behalf, and then you'll know, put that, you'll know, contribute that to the Erev. That's perfectly fine. The point is that since he didn't make this arrangement with a vendor, the role of the payment was not to acquire the food, but simply to pay the person for his troubles, from to go about this task. But here are the instructions, or you, know, you should perform a valid act of acquisition, say, you know, draw the food near him or pick it up. Do that on my behalf. Be my shliach to do that. And that, of course, is perfectly fine. You can make a shliach to do a proper act of kinyan. So if it's done in this way, that's okay, even according to the Chacham. Now the Chachamim imply that in the case where he's paying a vendor, he's paying the wine seller or the baker, there'll be no pathway for that to work. Meaning even if in the end the wine seller or baker, who himself was a resident of this courtyard or mavoy, said, you know, I'm going to put up all of the food, I'm going to use all of my own food and acquire them on behalf of all of my fellow neighbors, everybody else in this mavoy or chatzar, and this way, uh, we'll have an Arab that will cover everybody. The Chum implied that even in that case, the person who paid made things worse. In the sense that uh, even though the storekeeper is contributing his own food for the cause, by this individual paying him money, he messed things up for himself. He won't be part of the Arab even if the vendor is uh, putting up his own food and trying to acquire that on behalf of everybody. When he transfer that to the collective, to everybody in this mavi or courtyard that won't work for this individual who paid. The reason is We cannot establish an Erev for any person unless that's with the person's consent or at least we can assume that the person would be agreeable. The you know, first opinion here argues that we cannot assume that here. Because this person went ahead and specifically paid money, said, I want to acquire a portion of food with this money. And that should be used to include me in the Erev. So for the vendor to do something else, to say, you know what, instead I'll just take the money to pay for my troubles, and I'll put my own food in there and uh, give my own food to this person, well, that wouldn't be following his instructions. That would be attempting to perform a transaction for a person on his behalf, without his consent. Now, for the other people in the Mavi or the Chatzar, it's not an issue because of the principle of Zachan Adam Shalom Regarding all of the other 
residents of the Mavi or the Chatzar, we have the right to assume that they're agreeable with getting a free gift with the one person in the Mavi or Chatzar saying, I'm going to give all of you here in the Chatzar Mavi a gift so we can all carry here. But as explained, we can make no such assumption regarding this individual who paid money to the vendor, so it's going to be a problem. It's not going to work. But the Mishnah brings a dissenting view. Amr Rabbi Yehuda said, not true. He said, Bimed in what case would I agree that we can't establish an heir for a person without his consent? I would only agree with that where we were trying to establish a tachum heir for the person. But there, there's clearly a consent issue. You can't, without a person's consent, put some bread down in some random spot as his heir of tachum, who says he wants his tachum measured from there. Maybe he wants his tachum measured from his home. So in that case, you clearly wouldn't be valid if it were not performed with his express consent. But in the case of a courtyard Erev, where there is a clear benefit in establishing the Erev for the person, and that uh, through the Erev he'll be able to carry in the courtyard, we may set that Erev up with or without his consent, and meaning even for this individual who try to arrange things in an incorrect manner. Halachas, we can say, okay, that's not going to work if we do it that way, so we're going to do this a bit differently so that this Erev is actually properly set up. That's fine, even if he does not get his consent to do that. For the rule that we may perform an act of acquisition on behalf of another, provided that it's a clear schustim, it's clearly beneficial to him. We can't perform a transaction for another person if there's reason to believe that he might object to this. He doesn't want this. But again, here, Yehuda makes the argument that he definitely wants this. He wants the end result. So in spite of his attempted arrangement here with the money, it would be perfectly fine for the vendor to just put up all of his own food and say this should be acquired for everybody in this Chatzar Mavoy and that will set up a valid Erev to permit the people in that Mavoy or Chatzar to carry